fucking net. What is going on? And you're now tuned in to the I Don't Know Who podcast with Gary, buddy. Um, happy Christmas and a Merry New Year's, um, first off. Uh, hope y'all enjoying your holidays with y'all peoples, man. Um, Christmas time is here. Um, praying for those who don't get to see their families. Uh, praying for those who, unfortunately, during these times have to have some mishaps happen. Um, praying for those who are looking for the, feed their children. All that, man. Praise up to everybody in life. Uh, we all trying to get it out the mud, for real. Uh, so shout out to those who are struggling this Christmas, for real. This is a shout out for y'all. Y'all gonna persevere. Um, also shout out to those who can provide and do things for their peoples on Christmas. Um, you don't have to be generous on this day. No one tells you to be generous on this day. I mean, society does, but like you don't really have to. So for those who do do it, out the kindness of their heart, thank y'all just for making the world slightly a better place and all that good stuff. But no one cares about that corny talk. We're here to talk basketball. This is Basketball Dialogue. It's Basketball Podcast. Um... I wanted to talk about the Christmas games that are going to go on today. Um, these athletes are doing a phenomenal job of providing us entertainment. And they are going to provide us entertainment on Christmas Day, which I'm excited for. What I look forward to every Christmas. Um, got five games on the schedule um, on today's podcast. I'm just going to be predicting these five games. And then we're going to come up with something new uh, later on called the Hoop Radar. And I'll explain it more later. But... Um, the first game is Philadelphia and New York. Um, that game started at 9 a.m. Western time. So it's probably like 12 Eastern time. Um, New York has been on a tear lately, but Philadelphia has gotten their guys back. I'm still, they're still without Maxi, but they've been getting healthy now. Uh, which explains their um, bounce back from their slow start. Um, but New York has been consistently up there as well. Um, Jalen Brunson's been the best player on that team. Uh, RJ Barrett has let me down. Though I just saw him get 40, so I don't know. Maybe when I just watch him, he's just good at basketball. And when I don't watch him, or like, when I have to have conversations about him, he does things like go 6 for 18, 6 for 21. And then when I watch RJ Barrett, he gets his game off, he gets 30, he's got like 8 assists, he's doing things on the court. Like, like, I don't know what to expect and get for RJ Barrett. Um, so that kind of like doesn't make me confident in saying New York can win this game. Um, especially because they're on the road. I, I, I like to believe that Philadelphia is going to win this game. I think Joe MB is going to put his uh, mark on this game and um, really showcase that like we're still sleeping on what Joe MB can provide on a nice night basis. Even though we have questions about him, um, we want to see Embiid do something in the conference finals for once. Um, we're tired of seeing Embiid come up with these excuses for his injuries when he does play in pivotal moments. However, um, just the consistency that Joel Embiid's able to bring for this Sixers team consistently on a night-to-night basis um, at a superstar level, um, I think that's going to imprint itself into the game. Um I'm not really too impressed with what Philadelphia can offer long-term. But in terms of this game, I, I definitely believe that they can they can beat New York. Um, it'll be a close-ish one, 
but I don't know. The guard play in New York has to be consistent for them. To me, I haven't watched too much New York, especially since Evan Fournier got the boot. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of watching this game with like a fresh lens. I haven't seen too much of Philadelphia neither since they've been injured this season. And New York's just a team I haven't tuned into, even though they've picked it up and stepped it up. Um, I just haven't gotten a chance to really tune into their basketball yet. Um, so yeah, I got Philly winning that. Next game is going to be Dallas Mavericks going to LA to play the Lakers. We don't have Anthony Davis. There's not much to say. Now we shouldn't analyze about our team. Our team sucks. Our team's very mid. I already told you guys what our problems were. We didn't do anything to solve them. We do things to hurt ourselves more, actually, by playing Shooter and Patrick Beverly and Westbrook and Reeves at the same time. And, like, just running around with guard lineups for no reason. And, again, the Dennis Schroeder thing, it's just, it's just not – it's counterintuitive to whatever we want to do on the basketball court. We have our guards, and then we went to go get another one, and now he has to play in the rotation instead of getting on the wing or – Getting a serious big. So now when Anthony Davis is gone, it's Thomas Bryant and Wayne Gabriel. And as much as I respect Thomas Bryant and Wayne Gabriel, Thomas Bryant actually has been okay for us. But as much as I respect those two players, man, they not know Anthony Davis and we suck. They don't help the fact that we suck. So, like, yeah. Um, not too much else to say about the Lakers, man. It's really been disappointing just being a Lakers fan. Like, there's no reason we should be this bad in this conference. I'm going to keep calling the West weak because it is weak. It's I don't care that Memphis is up. I don't care how much raving I did about New Orleans two weeks ago. It's a very mid-conference. Top to bottom. Not a lot of these teams scare me, bro. Phoenix is still in the mix of things. Phoenix. We are, we are in December 24th now. And Sacramento is better than y'all team Minnesota, bro. This conference is not that. Anyway, though, let me talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is having an MVP season. He is a top three basketball player in today's league. The one thing Hoop Hierarchy did not get wrong was the rankings of which I ranked those players. Um, Steph Curry is injured right now, so I'm just going to put him away from my unanimous number one. Giannis, Nikola Jokic, and Luka Doncic really rule this thing of basketball. Um, I don't know why people are scared of international players coming to the states to play the best version of basketball, to succeed and excel in the best version of basketball. But I mean, never mind me. People can be racist, xenophobes, all they want to. Um, I don't like this Dallas team. It's not the depth's not there. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not having a good season. He's having a bad. He's having a very mid season since he came back. Um, they ver they desperately miss Jalen Brunson. Um, Mark Cuban should have threw Jalen Brunson the bag, especially with the way this team and this roster is built up. Um, they don't get anybody to early a they situations. They are a team that has to trade. Um, right now the trade market is looking kind of weak. I mean, what does Jake Crowder really do for them? They're not going to get their hands on Kuzma. I don't think Kuzma is as shoppable as people say he is. Um, Kuzma being shoppable would mean Bradley Bill has to be shoppable at some point. Unless the Wizards are still morons. Um, anyway, I'm, 
I'm rambling. I'm ranting. Who's gonna win this game? I got Dallas, and it's not even close. Just a matter of whether Dallas wants to show up and play this game or not. The Lakers suck, so there's no one that's on their court that's gonna guard Luka Doncic. Everyone named Mama knows that. You guys have to stop lying about LeBron and his defense. He doesn't play defense. He hasn't played defense since he touched down on my team. He's okay at it when he wants to be, but he's not consistent enough for me to say he's good. Okay, he's never gonna be consistent enough to me to say he's good. He's never been since Miami for being serious. And I'm just sick and tired of you guys just throwing defense at care at people or at like players who are just like not good enough at other things. Like, you can't just say Dennis Schroeder's a good defender because he's like okay at attacking the basket, and like he makes moves that you kind of like. Like, he's not a good defender. You can't just say he's a good defender. Good defender require good good defense requires consistency and intelligence. He's neither, neither consistent nor intelligent on that end. He's he's, he's about as good as effort is. is. <sighs> My Milwaukee plays the Boston Celtics. This is probably the matchup of the day. Um, sitting at one and two of the Eastern Conference, and they are half a game behind each other. So this game is going to be pivotal as to see who is going to be the top of the Eastern Conference by the time that day is done with. Um, it's a big game for Boston as they go into Milwaukee. Milwaukee just bad against Brooklyn. Um, I talked about Milwaukee and what they provide offensively this season. And so far, Chris Middleton hasn't provided anything that they needed. Um, when he has played, um, aside from probably like two games, been inconsistent when he has played, and he still hasn't really clocked in. So Milwaukee's still experiencing these struggles on offense. And I predict that Boston's going to more or less give him that same problem. Uh, Boston slowed down a little bit from their hot start. Um, I did want to say that. Um, Orlando has given them trouble. So that's a team that gave them trouble during the losing streak. I'm pretty sure he lost twice to them. Not losing streak, but just this overall, like, we we got like five L's and now I'm talking and then it doubled that. So, um, uh, Jason Tatum still probably the league's MVP if I were to end it today. Uh, Jalen Brown is just probably still as good as number two as there ever, as there ever has been in the association in terms of production. Um. It's hard for me to not see Boston win this game, but that game could go either way. That game could really go either way. Um, the Eastern Conference really is war, so both teams are going to be lacing them up, looking to clock in their shifts and play basketball on that day. So expect a good one um, coming from Milwaukee and Boston. Whether it's just a good performance from one team as the other one, bad because it's Christmas or. Uh, because it's a close game. It's a good game that they're going to play. Um, Memphis plays the Warriors. Um, the Warriors sucked. They don't have to carry, so um, they're going to suck. Uh, I was wrong about them. Um, the youth haven't answered the call whatsoever in Golden State. Kaminga stinks. Inconsistent. Needed to develop a jump shot desperately for him to even survive at this point in the league based on the fact that Golden State's not playing him this much. Um, he's a super athlete, but 
the athleticism can only get you so far and in this association if he wants to develop into a rotation player it's either the playmaker that a match with the potential that the handle has at this point or like we do kind of have to get that jumper going and so far neither have been the case he doesn't make timely passes he's still a step slow of a playmaker matter of fact two steps slow of a playmaker because we're talking about the nba now nah, it's not even like coming as a prospect this is the nba now so it's really showing that he's slow to make decisions and everything's got to kind of like happen in front of him uh which sucks because he has a nice handle um, for someone with that athleticism. So it kind of just has to go hand in hand so he can attack the basket and be a real threat attacking the basket and driving and kicking. Um, just because the Warriors play motion offense and do that whole uh, bunch of split action and all that movement doesn't mean that Kaminga can't attack within this offense. That's, that's actually, it actually gives him more opportunity to do it if he pays attention. Um... Anyway, though, uh, it's not even just the Kaminga thing. Wiseman stinks. Wiseman sucks. He moves like a Cyclops. I, I laughed about it on the preseason game because I actually believed in Wiseman. But he's not moving like a basketball player right now. Those injuries are taking his toll on him. And he's, like, moving like he's 35. Uh, he really has to become more aware of a basketball player at this point. The athleticism is only going to decline, in my opinion. So, um... I mean, even if he does kind of like, it, like say he figures it out and say he reaches his peak, athleticism rise fills out to 275, 280 with muscle mass. And say he still jumps out the gym like how he can. What his What is his game? Because at this point, he doesn't even face up. And he's not aggressive about the face up. Um, the mid is not cash. Bad touch around the rim, bad hands. The back has to improve. It's got to refine for real. And then, um, I'm not a big fan of Moses Moody as much as Warriors fans are, so I'm not even sure what to say as far as team. But regardless, they've disappointed me. That that core, that core of young players has disappointed me. Um, and I thought the Warriors were going to get them up to speed, but it seems like due to the fact that they're a winning culture, they're actually delayed in their product progress, uh, which is unfortunate to see because that doesn't have to be the case. Uh, Jordan Poole has also had a disappointing season. I know we were kind of waiting for Jordan Poole to take that next step. We kind of thought that we were going to see 23-24 points. Now we were seeing like 17 again. I don't, what is Jordan Poole averaging? Um, Pardon me as I look up what Jordan Poole is averaging right now. Damn, I cannot still. Jordan Poole right now is averaging 19. And he's shooting 31, 32% from the three. Like, that's not going to cut it. They kind of needed the, the next step for Jordan Poole to have in. Especially with the inconsistencies Clay Thompson's been having so far this season. Where one game you get 40, one game you get 18 or 19 shots. It's just kind of like janky. Oh. Mmm. Until Steph Curry comes back, my opinion on this team is lottery. 
So we'll see. Um, Wiggins is supposed to return. I'm not sure if he's returning for the Christmas game. Let me check that real quick for y'all before I talk about the Grizzlies. Um, let me just check the injury report. Yeah, he's out. So no Wiggins, no Curry. You forget about the big three guys. But real quickly though, uh, we're gonna talk about the Grizzlies who are sitting at the top of the Western Conference. Um. Since Jaron Jackson Jr. has been back, he's shown case why he's a defensive player, the year candidate type player. Um, really, at this point, there's no reason for Rudy Gobert to make any all defenses with guys like Jaron Jackson, Bam Adebayo. There's really no reason for no Gobert to be this perennial, perennial defensive star that we put him in. It's not that, bro. It's not that. He, he can protect the rim. It's not that, though. Jaren Jackson Jr. really is him on defense. He's a dog, and he's probably like top 10 defensive players in the NBA. Rest stop. When you do this, when you block, it's not a foul. How am I supposed to go straight up and protect myself? If I go straight up, he's going to hit my chest, bruh. And that's not cool, G. I'm going to have to fight. You get too many hit my ribs too many times with them elbows, them dudes be throwing off drives. Bro, I have to do this, bruh. I have to. Alright, one hand is going to protect me. Ref, stop calling that, bro. Please stop calling that. NBA refs, please, when bigs do this on contest, please stop calling that up out. I am begging. Well, I'm about to write a letter to Adam Silver. Please, boy, don't call that, bro. Stop calling that. That is defense, bro. I can't watch these guards do all of that. Ah, ah. Every chance they get when a big man jumps straight up and does this. Now, I get it one day. Swing at you when they hung at you when there are technical errors in their contest. But gee, no one's gonna do this, bruh, with the way those guards play and the way people throw their bodies around. No one's just doing this, bro. Please stop calling that a foul. That's my PSA. Y'all gotta stop doing Jaren like that. Y'all do Jaren like that. Y'all do DA like that. Y'all do all these young bigs like that. Y'all do Wendell like that. It's annoying, bro. Stop. I'm trying to watch a basketball game and y'all keep ruining it. Calling these jank fouls. There are real fouls out there. There are real out there that y'all have to watch and call for, bro. It's not that, bro. The, this, bro, this is about as normal of a contest as you can do, bro. I understand when they come down at you, when they swing at the ball, when they're hounding at the players. I understand when they're still moving. But, gee, when you do this, though, there's not much you can do as a basketball player. Y'all got to stop calling that one a foul. It is not a foul. <sighs> got my rent off. John Moran is nice. He's still an MVP caliber player, and he's still in my top three MVPs. Yes, Zion's not there yet. Zion still got to figure out a couple things, man. I feel like John Moran's scoring game right now makes him a little bit more of an MVP candidate today than when Zion Williamson is. Granted, Zion Williamson has only played like less than 100 games of basketball still. So it's telling why that floor game is still developing, in my opinion. But what, what John Morant has been doing and consistent for this entire season, whether it was from the way he was shooting in front of the field to how he still keeps his team in games, I, I really don't see why he's not an MVP candidate um, to more people, especially with the fan base he has. He's had the best season as a guard so far this season. If it's not Steph Curry, Steph Curry's hurt, so we can't really... can't I can't... What am I supposed to say? He's hurt. Um... Just a really consistent team all around, though. This team really didn't lose an edge whatsoever from that um, unfortunate six-game loss that they took to the defending champions. Uh, they really came into the season focused. Uh, and they didn't lose a step despite 
the janky start that they had. They still don't have Bane, so they're not still fully healthy. They're never really fully healthy, but yet they're consistently still managing to win a lot of basketball games and showing themselves more or less again this season. Um, and I think they're gonna they're gonna dog walk the Warriors. <laughs> Say that word. <laughs> I got some censoring to do. Hey, nah, though. It's been a minute since Draymond's ran his mouth, bruh. He gonna have to run his mouth about how they suck soon. All that talk about his podcast, man. Podcasting weekly on the playoffs, bro. Podcasting weekly because Steph Curry carrying him. And now he, he, he losing basketball games, getting 10 points. I'm getting 8 points and 6 rebounds and 4 assists. Doing his triple singles. And, 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 and now the game of basketball looking a little bit different. Now his teams are below 500 and he ain't get that max deal, man. Because he, 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 cause he be talking crazy about people that podcast and don't get no views, right? <laughs> boy, you got some more. We got more to worry about than the damn podcast, boy. Anyway, though. The Suns playing the Nuggets. That's the last game. This is another very good game. Um, very important for seeding wise too. Um, <clears throat> it's not too much to really say about either of these teams. I don't. I'm not too fond. I'm, I'm not. Not that I'm not too fond. No, no, no. I don't want to say that because I've watched both of them. I've watched both of them this season. But I'm not too sure what either team can do in terms of like making this roster better uh granted like i don't know what the trade deadline is so i don't know i'm just not my opinion on these teams from what i said last time hasn't changed that's just what i want to get to the suns are still a team that when they're shooting lights out they hurt dynamic as any other team in the nba but when they're not shooting that bit like that they ain't like that and when denver it's the same thing man Jokic do everything for this team, and when as long as Jokic is lacing them up, y'all got a chance to win games. But as long as you know your number twos don't do other things on the court on both ends to really help Jokic, y'all y'all got a chance to lose. And that's just not how I feel about both teams. And they don't, but neither one of these teams really like. I, I Memphis, I can see the vision with their youth, consistency, and they got the two guys. In New Orleans, they got the two guys, the depth. I can see it. These teams, mmm, mmm. They got one and a half. I'm not sure about Jamal Murray. I'm not sure about DeAndre Ayton being number two guys. Um, at least four championship team. Um, Jamal Murray, he's been disappointing me something crazy this season. I, 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 I figured he was going to only take that step. But so far, it hasn't happened. Uh, granted, he's young. He had an injury. Didn't play for like a year and a half of basketball. So I get it. Um, It's just something to watch for, though, for real. Because he really is pivotal to what Denver's trajectory can be. Um, He plays alongside Jokic very well offensively. It's just now, what can he do on the other end of the court to really help and aid this team into winning games? Um, already on the side, so he's not gonna be like nobody switchable or anything like that. He's not gonna be nobody glitchy or anything like that. So it's really just what can he do? It, the after play, Denver desperately needs defensive stops in order to 
really get themselves to that next level because their offense can hang with anybody in the NBA. But defensively, anybody in the NBA can score with them. Like, if I was, like, if we play Denver right now, we can score with them. And we can slow the game down so that Jokic does have to operate in the half court more and not throw easy out passes to Eric Gordon. Uh, but regardless, nonetheless, like, that's really what's going to be the next thing for this team, that defensive focus, because it's really just, I mean, if y'all want me to believe Contagious Cowboy Pope is going to clamp up the best out of the best, y'all crazy. Um, yeah, I've already talked about the Phoenix Suns extensively. They really need Cam Johnson back. That Cam Johnson is really going to change my opinion on what Phoenix can do as a team, based on the fact that that's another elite shooter that they're missing. Uh, I know we don't like shooting. Sometimes I know the narrative is attack the basket or get better looks. They're hijacking offenses with these bad shots. Sometimes you just got to take them though. It's the flow of the game. Uh, especially if you're an undersized team. It's just got to happen. And, um, well, I mean, Phoenix is not really undersized. But aside from Booker, they don't really got no slashers. Nobody is really going to affect them. The painted area that's not DA. So. Uh, as far as we're gonna win in this game, um, give me Denver, give me Denver. But I do like, I like Phoenix's chances in this game. It's just that with the way they've been playing lately, I gotta choose Denver because Denver has stepped it up and Phoenix is kind of sliding. But I, I, I can very easily see a scenario where Phoenix is like, oh, uh, we gonna answer the call and then get to hoop in. Um, yeah. That being said, those are my predictions for the Christmas games. We're going to move along to the hoop radar real quick. Um, going to mention like three teams that are on my radar so far. Um, if you guys didn't repeat the last episode, I talked about the hoop hierarchy and who are my top 10 teams in the NBA. So it's more or less just three teams that I'm looking forward to seeing their progress before I make another one. Um, expect the hoop hierarchy to coming soon. Uh, I'm going to be able to really assess the top 10 teams now that there's more games being played. I can give better analysis. Um, I could even give a video coverage as well on some of the teams. Maybe not top 10 because that's a lot of work. But like the top three teams, I could probably do film work on them. Um, uh, I got I I got ideas planned out. Um, but for the hoop radar, first we're gonna talk about the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Um, again, this is not a again. I want to say that I haven't really watched the New York Knicks since the Fournier Shabako where he ended up losing PT. So right now, um narrating on ignorance, but I do want to acknowledge that they're top 10 in offense and defense right now. They're 8th in offensive rating, and they're ninth in defensive rating. They're ninth in net rating. Um, I personally have stepped on what this team has been able to do. Um, Quentin Grimes. Um, Quentin Grimes has came in, um, on a, in, a, in a role that was... Um, Rather promptly asked for him to fulfill, and he managed to get the job done. Oh, this team isn't. 
there's no star on this team. There's no star. Like, right now, who would you put in the All-Star game in New York? Keep in mind, there's two All-Stars in Cleveland bare minimum. Bare minimum. And have y'all seen Jerry Allen play defense? Y'all would be crazy to say he just not won. Um, Siakam, crazy season. As trash as the Raptors are, you'd be crazy to put anybody on this team over Siakam. Bam Adebayo. You gonna tell Bam Adebayo he hasn't been having a season? Jimmy Butler, you gonna tell Jimmy Butler he ain't having a season? It's just a lot of guys out east. So I'm not even trying to say that there's no stars here to be mean. Because I know I haven't been nice to Julius Randle. And I know RJ Barrett's catch slack like 20 minutes ago. And I'm not too high on Brunson as a star caliber player. But I think what this team has that other teams don't have, it's just guys to throw out there. Because, I mean, you can throw out a Quentin Grimes and a Miles McBread. Those were their young players, and they stepped up into their role. Oh, Miles McBride, sorry. I'm, I mispronounced his name. Miles McBride, sorry. I'm so sorry for that mispronunciation. Uh, but, yeah, you can throw in those two guys, and they'll step up and provide for them in pivotal spots. Uh, Quentin Grimes has been shooting the lights out while the Knicks have been winning a lot of games. Um, I'll be topping here and there comes in the stretches, impact games. Um, Heinstein, Harnstein, one of the better backup bigs in this NBA. Uh, Emmanuel quickly figuring it out as a guard in the NBA, knowing where to find his spots, learning how to be efficient. Uh, after getting the exile from Dave's last season, for real. Um, is this consistent? Do you guys believe in this? Because this do happen a lot for New York. So I really do want to ask you if y'all believe in it. This is why this is in my radar. Do y'all really believe this? Is this, is, is this consistent enough for them to not only manage to be in the play-in, like, because I think this is sustainable for them to be the 10th seed. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's sustainable for them to avoid the playing and have the advantage of having your spot in the playoffs be secure. Uh, like, do y'all believe this team is better than Miami for real? Like, do y'all believe this team is better than Atlanta for real? Do y'all believe this team's better than Indiana for real? I don't. I don't know. They're. I. They're only like all these teams are only like a couple games behind each other, and anything happening in NBA season. I truly don't know. That's why they're on my hoop radar, though. Um. Another team that's on my hoop radar, uh, the Utah Jazz, bro. They really. They're still here. They're still here. Um. Uh, we are now thirty, forty, almost games in. Uh, we're thirty plus games in though. Into the season, and Utah is sitting in the play-in-ish spot. They're a half a game back from not being in play-in. Actually, just actually to be honest, the Kings just have the tiebreaker on them, or else they would be in the play-in area. Oh, dude, Utah makes teams work, man. They make teams work. I was sitting here saying that that's the problem. Two months ago, but 
now two months later you really don't want to see the jazz on the schedule they're annoying bro jordan clarkson will get a bucket on your teams and colin sexton's a quick bucket too that's a problem in itself just thinking about the work you have to do defensively for 48 minutes with those two guards coming in and out of each other in the lineups you know what i'm saying if it's not clarkson it's colin sexton you gotta worry about for 48 minutes you feel me and then Mike Conley's distributing well, running the offense well, being a spot-up guard, being about as best of a spot-up guard as there is in the league. Um, I said as best. That's good. Uh, let me see. Uh, where, let me see. One second to pull out what they are. Oh, uh, Larry Markkinen's really giving defensive problems as well. He's he's able to attack mismatches. He moves without the ball. Him and Olenek move without the ball, and they're like seven feet tall. So it's just like it's constant motion on that court. They're fourth in offense, <laughs> and it explains like just what the what, what they're so they're so dynamic and versatile on the team. Um. Because Laurie Martin has been an interior threat, which is shocking. But, like, those post fadeaways and everything, they're money now. It's not like his rookie season where the <laughs> inconsistent. That <laughs> is now. Uh, um, shout out Will Hardy, for real. Shout out Will Hardy. Yeah, you got the hoop radar buzzing. Um, you really don't want to see Utah for 48 minutes, man. Vanderbilt, shout out Vanderbilt. Um, he's probably a better defender than Rudy Gobert right now. Jared Vanderbilt is a more valuable defender right now than Rudy Gobert is. If I'm lying, then I'm flying. But, hey, mama told me to tell the truth and tell say what I see. So, I'm going to say what I see. Jared Vanderbilt is switchable, grabs rebounds, point of attack, plays at the nail, active hands, good awareness. Like there's just, I guess, not a lot of things that Jared Vanderbilt be missing on the defensive end, man. You know, I would be wanting to talk about some Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert team is below 500, and they play just as good without him. Free Nas Reed. Um, one more team before we get out of here. Uh, I do want to talk about the Sixers because they were not in my top 10. And if I were to do a who hierarchy right now, they're obviously in my top 10. Obviously, Toronto would not be in it. I'm so sorry for lying to y'all about Toronto. Um, as far as the Sixers go, they're getting healthy. Harder just had a crazy triple-double. So I'm sure his fan base is jerking them off right now on the internet and things of that nature. Uh, But really, though, like, as far as I'm concerned, they should be better. Slow start is, like, really what's halted them from being that true top of the top team in the East. There is no reason why Philly is not better than Cleveland right now, for example. So it's interesting to see what's going to manifest out of this win streak that they developed. Uh, with Harden coming back, with guys getting healthy, and with um, Doc Rivers really cleaned up the rotation. Because I, when I was talking about them, bro, I told you to play Shake Milton. I told, I said play Shake. 
They play Shake now. Ooh, ooh, don't, don't. He was throwing out the Daniel Houses in the beginning. He, Daniel House is not playing that much no more, if I'm not mistaken now. We, we, we cut down them Daniel House's minutes. Yeah, they cut down Daniel House minutes. Uh, kind of, sort of, sometimes. <laughs> With the during his winning streak, he cut down those minutes. Oh, it gave more of the younger guys more chances here and there. So like now, now the team's able to really like get get get, get into a groove of things. Um, it was really just it was really uh, it really just I still believe that he does gotta kind of clean up the rotation though, but. I mean, it's good to see that he finally gave Melton a chance, for example. He wasn't doing things like that in the beginning of the season when I was watching. It's good to see that he let the leash go and let Melton kind of just, like, do his thing. It's good to see that other players, besides James Harden, being trusted on the basketball court now. Um, y'all can let me know if y'all really believe in this team because I still don't. But, I mean, they they're Like, are they better than Brooklyn? No. Are you better than Boston? No. But they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. Honestly, a lot of talk has been talked about how the Pacific division is the hardest in basketball. But right now, it's looking like the Atlantic division, bro. You really do got Boston, Brooklyn, Philly, New York, and Toronto sitting out. Um, anyway, though, those are the three teams that I wanted to put in my hoop radar. Um, and then I guess we can just end it off by saying I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, again, happy holidays. I'm have a lot of censoring to do. As I was passionately talking basketball with y'all, but it was another good episode, nonetheless. I, uh, if you are somebody who press play on anything of mine, a short, uh, uh podcast, um, audio play or. Uh, play on YouTube, whatever. A click of content. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for even following. I appreciate. I just appreciate. You. I, I guess I just appreciate humanity. 